Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian with your market view. Now, the credit market is in focus today as tightening monetary conditions and trade tensions continue to dampen global market activity. We'll start from home in Singapore. Now, earlier market reports suggested that Singapore's three largest banks could see a possible increase in bad loans and softer loan growth this year. But which are the risks to watch and which bank will be best placed to weather the economic slowdown? Now, further away, JP Morgan expecting to see Thailand's interest rates peak this quarter at 1.75%. But how would this impact the country's banking sector amid elevated levels of household debt? Now, for more, let's speak to Rina Kwok, credit analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Well, Rina, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on the show, Tian Tian. Happy to New Year to you. Well, Happy New Year to you and great to have you back with us as well. Uh, so, Rina, maybe let's start with Singapore. A global slowdown in sight for 2023, but uh, when it comes to Singapore banks, what are the risks that we should be watching out for? And amid those risks, which Singapore bank seems the best place to weather slowdown risks then? Sure. Now, risk could actually arise from external-oriented sectors such as the manufacturing and wholesale trade sectors. If tighter monetary conditions as well as trade tensions slow global act- economic activity sharply. Now, as of third quarter 2022, we have seen an uptick in slow payments from the local firms in both the manufacturing and wholesale trade sectors. Now, other risks to watch include the unsecured retail loans as well as exposure to China property uh, sector despite the government measures. But, you know, that being said, Singapore banks' overall risk profiles remain resilient, further bolstered by the strong risk buffers. Mm-hmm. And you talk about Singapore banks' performance being resilient on the whole. Uh, which bank do you think is the best place to weather those slowdown risks in that case? Now, taking a look into the Singapore bank's loan exposure down both, all three lenders have a sizable loan exposure, averaging about 19% in total to both the manufacturing and wholesale trade sectors as of second quarter 2022. And we believe that DBS is better placed than peers to weather asset quality headwinds that are coming from the external-oriented borrowers. And its manufacturing and general commerce cross non-performing loans ratio were the best among its peers as of second quarter 2022. Okay, I want to move away from talking about bank performance to talking about their bank dollar bonds. Uh, you mentioned that we should be watching out for Singapore Bank's dollar tier 2 bonds in 2023. But first things first, what are dollar tier 2 bonds in layman terms? And uh, why should we be monitoring their performance this year? Yeah, now, to put it simply, dollar tier 2s are subordinated debt and the bank's capital structure. Now, they are a supplementary layer of a bank's capital. And we think that Singapore Bank's dollar tier twos could be a safe haven from recession fears in 2023. In in what way is the tier two bonds a safe haven in 2023? If you could elaborate for us just a little bit more. Yeah, sure. So Singapore Bank's dollar tier twos excess returns may outperform the Bloomberg EM Asia dollar credit total return index this year uh, on possibly lower spread widening due to their resilient asset quality where their strong risk buffers could cushion more distress in their loan books. And this is despite Singapore's open economy is likely to be one of the worst hit by the global slowdown. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Rina Kwok, credit analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Well, Rina, from Singapore, I want to take us to Thailand. And I understand from you that 
households, they are already facing elevated debt levels. And the Bank of Thailand is expected to raise interest rates to 1.75%, I believe, this quarter. So what would that mean in terms of mortgage defaults and non-performing loans? And what is the extent of housing risks for Thailand banks then? Yeah, now we believe that Thai bank mortgages default seems pretty modest and 2023, largely given Thailand's improving employment as economic recovery picks up with upside from China's reopening and the impact of debt repayment since modest and interest rate rise. And the bank's collateral values are also largely intact given that the residential property prices in third quarter 2022 averaging about 8% higher than the 2019 levels. Now, in the mortgages, risks are also further offset by the tightening of LTV and the major bank's high provisions level. Hmm. Uh, just, I just want to touch on that 8% that you mentioned. Housing prices increased 8% compared to 2019 levels. That's considered modest in your opinion, or is it something that we should be concerned about? I'll still say, you know, the property prices in Thailand are still on an upward, uh, upward trend, uh, about 8% higher than the 2019 levels that we see. That could actually uh, help to mitigate the impact on collateral values, given the uh, relatively high LTV uh, that we see in Thailand. Looking at what Thai banks are facing right now, do you think uh, Thai banks' overall risk buffers can cushion uh, the lenders against uh, rising headwinds? And, and which Thai banks' asset quality looks best placed among the peers? Sure, now, to put things into perspective, now major Thai banks' high capital and provisions could offer sufficient cushion at 3 to 4x on non-performing loans. So that's a sizable cushion that we see. And the government's forbearance measures ending to the end of this year might also limit the spike in bad loans. Now, among the major peers, Bangkok Bank and Kryn Thai Bank might face lower asset quality risk given their safer loan mix as well as the lower share of the restructured loans. Also, Rina, I recall that we were chatting just about a couple of weeks ago and we we're talking about how Thailand with increasing rates and its highly leveraged households, people are turning towards unsecured retail products, for instance, personal loans. Going back to that, should we be worried about unsecured retail products like uh, personal loans this year? Sure, now we think that Thailand's banking sector personal loans cross non-performing loans ratio might remain on a downward trend this year as economic activity uh, picks up uh, on a stronger pace. But the pace of decline and the gross non-performing loans could slow as headwind rise. The sector's ratio of personal loans, which are more than 90 days past due, could fall to 4 to 4.2% by year end, partly offset by the debt clinic measures. So looking at those numbers, how concerned should we be? Appreciate if you could put us into a perspective, Rina. Should we be concerned that uh, they are turning to those products or should we be um, not so concerned at the fact that the non-performing loans ratio are going down? Sure. So I think, uh, you know, the debt levels, uh, given the still relatively weak economic recovery in Thailand, definitely, uh, you know, there are risks to watch uh, for Thai banks. Um, gross non-performing loans ratio uh, as a sector is likely to remain at elevated levels, though they are likely to decline uh, from these levels as, uh, you know, recovery picks up this year. So I would say all in all, some mitigation factors that we see as the major Thai banks have ample provisions to cushion uh, this potential loan slippages. And a lot of these lenders have actually front-loaded provisions to cushion uh, this slippages as the relief measures are set to expire by year end. Mm, I see. So um, looking at Southeast Asia as a region in, in totality, Rina, before we let you go, to what extent do you think Southeast Asian banks and their bank bonds can weather the growing recessionary fears that we're seeing? 
Sure, and I now we think that Southeast Asia banks dollar bonds could actually cushion potential spread widening environment this year amid the headwinds given most of the lenders ample provisions as well as capital buffers to cushion modest credit losses in their books. Now, Thai and Indonesia banks can endure the expiry of some of the relief measures ending this year, and we feel that the rebound in Philippine banking sector to the pre-pandemic levels could slow. And, you know, Singapore Bank's superior asset quality may remain resilient this year. Thank you very much, Rina. That was Rina Kuok, Credit Analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Thanks, Tian Tian. Have a good one. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.